Hello and welcome to episode 7 of this AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined by Julia Kiera. How are you going, Julia? I'm great, Al. I'm a bit sweaty. Sweat, uh, sweat's coming out of my eyes. <laughs> Actually, you are blinking furiously <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's nice and warm in the club rooms at AH Cap here yeah. on Tuesday night. Uh, Yep. Toasty, thirty-four degrees. Yep. Just just did a training session and um, managed to give myself a corky by running into a teammate. Oh, good. So I'm just <laughs> flying high. <laughs> Kick, AFLW <laughs> kicking goals. Hashtag journey to twenty eighteen. <laughs> Hashtag elite. Hashtag elite. <laughs> Whoa. Look out. Sweaty eyes are what I bring. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's revisit round four of AFLW. <laughs> It was a super Saturday footy that you missed. How was that wedding, by the way? The wedding was actually delightful, but I wasn't the only one checking my phone. <laughs> but everyone else was checking cricket. Cricket. What's cricket? I don't cricket? even know about that. No. Um, no, it was a very lovely wedding. But I did, while I was there, I realised that, um, you know, I live in a bubble. Mm. Where, and in my bubble, everyone um, organises their social events around AFLW um, yes. games and the women's football season. And... I attended a wedding where no one else did that. Mm. How? That <laughs> I don't know who these what, people are. Yeah, what was that like? <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> you're, I'm okay. You're back with your people yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a lovely Saturday morning down at Casey Fields to watch uh, the D's take on the Blues. Mm-hmm. They got home by six points in the end. Yeah. A bit of a nail biter. Yeah. Rochelle Cranston just. Rachel, Ra- Rochelle, Rochelle. Cranston yep. just standing there alone in the forward line. Oh. It's amazing. It's a defender's nightmare. I actually, I watched a, a replay last night and there's this stoppage on the wing just slightly forward of the centre and it's on the broadcast side and the umpire blows a whistle, you know, pack disperses and I ju- you just see... Cranston just tro- dreadlocked just, hair just trot away <laughs> off to the right of screen, <laughs> and she stayed there for a good minute. Mm. Yeah, incredible. Well, you know, it's the last few minutes of the game. Frantic, frantic. There's no Brie Davy generaling. Is that a word? Is that a verb? You mm. know, being the general in the back line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These things uh, unfortunately get missed, and also if you're if it's drawn, you know, you might have a more attacking frame of mind thinking you've got a score and, yeah, yeah, defensive lapses happen. Yes. And then, and then when you expel all that energy drawing level and mm. the other team scores, mm. it's basically the, the knockout punch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you expel all your energy drawing level and then... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it was great to see Bella Air, you know, start to... Yeah, clunked a few big marks and kick, you know, kick those goals. You know, someone that's been spoken about for a while coming through youth girls ranks. Yeah, and she she shouldered the responsibility beautifully because mm. there was a there was a few people that that missed set shots. Mm, yeah, uh, in that game, you know, quite experienced players. Yeah, and um and she yeah, shouldered the responsibility, no mm. trouble at all. Yeah, there were a few posters and the posters when they're such short games and low scoring, the posters really stand out. Yeah. Um, especially when they're from gettable shots. Yeah. Um, our girl Das got a goal. She did. But, geez, Melbourne, that f- midfield, <sighs> it's pretty formidable. It is. Just looking at the disposals now, Pierce, 29 and 6 tackles, if you don't mind. Yeah. June, 
Elise Day, 27, Paxi, 24, and then Lily Mithen, 19 and 6 tackles. Now, she's the fourth with 19 and 6 tackles. The highest disposal getter at Carlton is Hosking on 12. Yeah, right. You know. So, if you were just looking at the stats of your stats person, you'd go, oh, Carlton have done all right to get within a goal. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but they, yeah, look, I... Um, you know, we've discussed in the past that we are Carlton supporters, but perhaps AFLW is testing our loyalties because mm. um, we just go for footy. Go yes, for women's we footy do and go, go for footy. Know, and we, yeah. you know, obviously love particular players and whatever, but I really want Melbourne to just win the rest of <laughs> their games because then we have a sliver of a chance to get a Victorian final. And even if we don't have a Victorian final, at least we'll have a Victorian team in the final. <laughs> and I feel like they're the best shot. They're the best shot. And they're looking the most lethal to mm. me. Well, I, I actually almost messaged you the, at the very start of the game. I was standing um, on the opposite wing to the broadcast side and lining up on each other on the wing were Nat Exxon and Cat Phillips. <laughs> and I almost took a little picture of it to send it to you. <laughs> Hashtag rookie speedsters. Yes. Face <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Mm. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure. I think maybe Exxon was ahead at the end of the day. But mm. it was, yeah, it was an interesting battle. But, geez, they're quick. Yeah. They cover a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. Quickly. Oh, I'm, it's, yeah. I'm disappointed that I couldn't drive down East Link to watch it with you. <laughs> but I was in a Greek Orthodox church <laughs> instead. <laughs> it was actually the the drive home was tougher, actually. So oh, I was a bit yeah. I was a bit exhausted after the game. Mm. As you might uh, as you might hear from this post match interview I did with Melissa Hickey. Okay, I'm in the winning Melbourne rooms with Melissa Hickey. Bloody hell. <laughs> that was stressful. Are you okay? Yes, um, they definitely got a run on there in the last quarter and um, drew, a, drew level with us and um, I think we probably stopped attacking and probably started defending a bit too much so we had to sort of get that courage back and, and take some risks again and, and obviously start attacking and um, we sort of kind of got out the back there with Rocky and um, beautiful goal and yeah, we were able to keep that, that, that goal um, ahead. In that third quarter, it just seemed like you were swarming the grounds, like you were running in numbers, tackling in numbers. Yeah. Is, that, is that how you saw it? Yeah, I think. I mean, we knew that we had to work hard all day. We knew it was going to be an arm wrestle. But um, I think we backed ourselves with our fitness and, and the work we did over summer. So, um, And we show that when we can sort of get the ball on the outside, we are such good ball users. And, um, yeah, we can do that link-up play footy. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of hard when you're in it. You don't really see a lot of... Of sort of, um, I guess the, the twists and turns and how it's playing out, you just kind of in that moment. But um, yeah, I'm sure when we look back at the vision, we'll, we'll see what's happened. I'm almost speechless. I don't have any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was really good. Say it one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, 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 but it was funny because in in like the first half, it was it seemed kind of um, really congested and contested, and I was thinking, oh. You know, this smaller ground maybe isn't suiting your game style, but you managed to just kind of turn the game around and start playing it on your terms. Yeah, like I said, I think we, we knew that it was going to be a real arm wrestle and at some point it would break open. Um, 
and we probably broke it open in that third quarter and, and obviously we let them back in at the start of the, the last. But um, yeah, I think we're, when, we're, when we're playing it to our game plan and, and we're being brave and we're being courageous and, and sort of taking the game on and opening up that, that open side, um, you see how good we can move the ball and how dangerous we are. Like it's, it's so hard to defend when you're moving the ball like that. So um, obviously we still haven't put together what we think is a, a consistent four quarter performance. So that's kind of pleasing in a sense that we've been able to beat a couple of quality sides um, doing that and, and not even sort of playing our best footy so I still think we've got another gear or two to, to go up so that's yeah that's pretty pleasing knowing we've got um, a couple of games on the road now and Adelaide to come that's probably where we're, we're aiming towards. And you got quite a young group how does that kind of a get out get out of jail win kind of help them do you think? Yeah I think it's just the belief I mean I think there's a few people have been knocking us leading into the season saying we were too inexperienced but you saw like Smitty stood up um, little Lily Mithin, like they're, they're cool young heads and, and Deanna Berry and, and Jazz Greaser off the halfback, they're, they're such little champions so I'm really proud of those girls. Yeah, Lily Mithin was just a tackling machine today. Yeah, she's a star, they're absolute stars. Well, thank you. Thank you <laughs> oh, thanks for that, Hickey. Are you, are you feeling alright now? Oh, I'm, I'm better now, it was, yeah, yeah I, got, I, I got a bit caught up I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we might have the special touch sometimes here because Jazzy Grierson, who we interviewed last week, got a rising star. A rising star, I know. Well, she is a little jet. No, yeah. I, I think she's yeah. I think she's going to be absolute superstar of the mm. comp. Yeah. And and the other rising star, Sabrina Frederick Traub, only nineteen. Yeah, is just frightening. How is she only nineteen? How is that even oh, possible? God, oh, I just feel. How have I not accomplished more in my life? <laughs> I'm having the same feeling like when I realise that Chris Judd is younger than me. Oh, my God. No, no, but that's great. She's great. She's great to watch. Yep. Mm. So, good on you, Jazzy. Yeah. Um, That brings us to the next game, Brisbane v GWS Giants uh, up in Brizzy. Uh, They got home quite convincingly in the end by 34 points, the Lions. What did you make of that game? Well... The first quarter was as I kind of expected it. Like GWS have been showing in um, their previous games that they, you know, have good quarters in them um, and it was pretty tight. But then, yeah, Brisbane just ran over the top of them um, pretty easily and I think um, I know that those two teams played a practice match before the season started and I think it might have gone a similar way. Um I think they miss Barclay. I think she offers like yeah. s- um, a real toughness around the ball and another forward option. Um, but Brisbane are just really classy. They they share the load, and and they've just got girls around all over the field that will win their one on one contests. Yeah, nail their skills and make things happen. And I guess we're seeing in the teams that are really struggling, you don't have that even distribution of. Um, skill and game sense <laughs> yeah. in, in, in every player and, and Brisbane have it going. And someone that I haven't mentioned in the past, but I guess I've been impressed by her um, so much and is Cashy, <laughs> Caitlin yeah, Ashmore. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I guess we watched her and played against her at Melbourne Uni and, and so you're just used to her being so good and so watching her at Brisbane, she hasn't really stood out and now I'm kind of thinking about all her games and all the things she's done and, she, gosh, she's really... She's classy. Yeah, she's a classy player. She's classy. She lowers her eyes. She mm-hmm. spots up targets. And then that goal. Oh, that freak goal from the boundary. Yeah. And you know what? <coughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that goal because 
she's clearly gone to go, okay, my teammate Virgo is running into goal. Yeah. I'm going to go for goal. Either I'm going to get the goal or I'm going to get her. So yeah. it's just it was it's a, a smart. Yeah, it was a it was a percentage play. It was a percentage it? play and if I get the goal great and otherwise I've 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 centered it to my teammate and um and what a great, you know, thing for your highlight reel. Yeah. So oh. She's having a great season. I um good on her for making the move up yeah. there and um yeah, she's bringing a lot to that team. Yeah, yeah. Um so those that have listened to all our podcasts will know that I r- maybe didn't rate Brisbane not through um, anything scientific except that I didn't know many of the players <laughs> and you did, Alison, and you would rattle off names to me like, oh, Bates is good and Zilk is really good. And and now that I've watched so many games, I'm like, oh, these girls are really good. Really good and yeah. um, and contributing every week. Um they're laying a lot of tackles as well. Like Zilke had twelve disposals and nine tackles, and yeah, um, yeah, that's they just that's how classy players make sure that they're in the game all mm, the time because mm. they, yes, they get their own disposals and they um they put pressure on the opposition and yeah, yeah, and Frederick Torb, we've talked about her, great target, puts a lot, you know, can do the groundwork as well, and then he's up in the ruck and yeah. You know, what a get for Brisbane to oh, bring her over. Amazing get. Mm. Um, but it, it does remind me, I, I I did a quick interview with Leah Kasler after the round one game against Melbourne and, and I remember her making the point to me that Queensland for a long time have been known as a kind of bash and crash style footy state. <coughs> but over the pre-season they worked really hard on um, their skills under pressure mm. and you can kind of see that because they've yeah. still got that hardness about them but they're actually also using the ball really well. Mm, yeah. Um, McCarthy got another two goals this week. She's impressive. She's, yeah. Just just the raw speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've they've kind of done with her what, you know, they Melbourne did with Cat Phillips in that Collingwood game. Yeah. We're just going to ping it out to her yeah. and let her run onto it. And, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good, um, it's a good trick. Yep. It's a good set play. And mm. I'm sure they'll keep keep doing it while it works um and just some slight disappointing news out of that game for gws giants uh may Nguyen uh actually did her acl in that game yeah um which is quite disappointing and and i actually wanted to add to that i know that last week we spoke a lot about Bree day being missing from carlton but i also regret that we failed to acknowledge that Sarah Lass also mm. did her, her ACL and yeah. um, is out for 12 months and she was playing some really good footy down back and they missed her, I think, desperately as well yeah. in the Melbourne game. So apologies for that, Sarah, and I hope you make a full recovery. It's funny that you make mention of that, that we didn't talk about Sarah last because there was last week or maybe the week before there was a picture in the age of her, um, you know, high-fiving some people on the boundary, but it was credited as um, being Brie Davey. <laughs> um, and I've noticed that there are a few, like, pairs of players that are constantly mixed up. Yeah, right. So those two? Mm. Um, Gab Pound and Darcy Vessio. <laughs> like, there was, again, perhaps in the age, Gab Pound was credited as being Darcy Vessio, but she's got an undercut. Yeah. Top knot, yes, but undercut, no. <laughs> yeah. Brooke Lachlan and Nikki Callanan. Oh, that, that w- happens a lot. But I, All the time. I mistake them sometimes. Yeah, well, because they've got similar hair and one's one and one's ten. Yeah. And then at Bloom and Collingwood, Amelia Barden, Chris, Christina Bernardi 
and Sarah Darcy. Just yeah. blondes. blondes. Just blondes. Yeah. And the amount of time the commentators mix them up. Yeah. Oh but my Lord. Millie Barden had um, really short braids in yes, on that's right. that helped. Saturday night, so that helped immensely. Yep. Thank you for Thanks. that. But maybe it's a ploy. You know, remember that year that all those guys at Geelong just all shaved their heads? It was Gabri- Gary Abler and then suddenly it was Chappie <laughs> and um, oh, Tom Harley yes. and there was another baldy. Oh, the the guy with the huge quads. Um, oh, um, Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Hunt. Yeah. yeah, Josh Hunt. And maybe there was another one. It was just like bald parade. Anyway, <laughs> we've gone off topic. So the last game of Super Saturday was, <sighs> it, was out to Witten Oval again to see the doggies take on Collingwood. Collingwood held on. In the end, by seven points, had their breakthrough win. Mm. I was lucky enough to be in the rooms, and boy, oh boy, did they belt out that song. <laughs> that song has given me nightmares as a Carlton <laughs> supporter over the journey, so it was quite a surreal experience being yeah. in there. But um, but yeah, it was a good, it was yeah, it was a great moment for this competition for a big club like Collingwood to actually get on the winners list. Yeah, and they deserved it to be honest. Yeah, I you know, as we've made mention, I wasn't watching. I wasn't at the game, so I, I watched the replay. And um, they just, even though they, you know, it's not like they put the game to bed in the first quarter, but they just always looked like they were more settled and mm. they had a game plan that yep. they were trying to get going. And then in the third quarter, they really um, put pedal to the metal. Is that the phrase? Yes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, good on them. It's good for the comp that they've got the win. Um, and we just saw that they, you know, took other routes to goal, which yep. worked for them. Um, it's good to see Jess Cameron doing some classic. Yeah, She's yeah. really, you know, great play. You want to yep. see her. That um, that effort along the boundary, she's mm. just really strong over the footy and yep. that she kept her feet and then she dished it out to Eva who slotted that goal. And mm. that, like, they were, after Eva kicked that goal, it was almost like, oh, they're home here. Yep. Even though it was only halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. And she got six tackles. Like I'm, I'm going to rant about the tackles, but I just feel like there are players who are willing themselves into these games by just tackling and tackling and tackling, even when other things aren't going their way. And um, yeah, and they're just putting pressure on the opposition. Um, so I think we've we've we can see that at Witten Oval there is a goal kicking end. Oh, but definitely. Week to week, it's deja vu. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that wit and wind is, I think it's, is it a blessing or mostly a curse? And look, Bulldogs had some late uh, omissions, is that what they're called? <laughs> um, yeah, in late withdrawals. Late yeah. withdrawals. Oh, that sounds Catholic. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some late withdrawals in Katie Brennan and Asta not taking part, so... I think they miss that experience yeah. out there, the target of KB up um, <coughs> up forward. And also those girls, are they put a lot of pressure on the opposition. They do. They tackle and tackle. They do second and third efforts. And when you have players like that out on the field, it becomes contagious. Yeah. Um, and you bring other players along with you. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, when you look at, the stats at Western Bulldogs, there are people getting disposals who aren't tackling. And um, I think that's working against them. Mm. Uh, it, interesting. I, I agree with you about Katie Brennan. And she's um, she's a player, she's always on the move as well. Mm, yeah. And that, I think, brings its own energy in itself. But also, in that game, Bulldogs lost Kirsten McLeod early in the game. Yeah. And, and I think that really hurt them too. 
um, in front of goal. And also, when you don't kick accurately, it oh. just comes back to bite you. 3-7 yeah. to 5-2. I mean, that's the game, isn't it? Yeah, and that was the game in round two. They kicked 2-11. Mm. Look, we're not saying anything Western Bulldogs people don't know. Yeah. But um, they'd be getting very frustrated by what's happening. Mm. Um, on the Collingwood side, it was great to see Jazzy Garner getting in and amongst it. Yeah, she played really well. Yeah, she did. And she was putting in second effort. She was doing the tackling stuff. Um, you know, and she got two goals. Um, Hutchie, gosh, she's got a good kick. Oh, she's a beautiful kick, isn't um, she? And I really like how she, you know, I've seen this a few times where, um, you know, players, they get the ball and they just drill it as far as they can towards goal. And it's a it's what Cashy did. Yeah. It's it's a percentage play. Okay, it might roll through mm. because I'm confident in my the way the ball's gonna travel that it might roll through. And if not, one of my speedsters is gonna run onto it and that's what happened. Um although, you know, with um or one of my fellow forwards is gonna run onto it. Yeah. Um and that's what how Jazz got got one of her goals. So I just like I, I, you know, I, w- I feel like sometimes we're watching games where the the style is just overly complicated. Whereas like just high percentage players just do them. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you'll get rewarded. So, um, yeah. Um. So after the game, as I said, I was in the rooms. I had a chat to Alicia Eva. She was, I think, Collingwood's almost Collingwood's best player on the night. Um, she spoke a little bit about um how they, you know, going away to Brisbane, how they just missed out on that win. But I think they took a lot out of going Mm. away together. And it's interesting listening to Paul Groves talk to the media after the game. He said that he was really looking forward to getting the team away together Mm. and that the four home games in a row has maybe gone against them a a little bit in a funny way. You know, they're returning to the scene of the crime in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a night game. It's the same. Same, same, same. same. And so, yeah. you know, he's really looking forward to kind of breaking that circuit. Mm. Um, but anyway, how to chat to Alicia Eva. Here she is. So we're in the winning Collingwood rooms with Vice-Captain Alicia Eva. How does that feel? Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty up and about in here. Um, we've, been, we've been working really, really hard. Um, a couple of, you know, close losses, um, a couple of games that, you know, we, we thought we were on top of and then we let slip, so we're really pleased we put in a four-quarter effort. And, um, yeah, we, we want to celebrate this small win, but it's, that's all it is. It's one win, and we want to make sure that we continue um, to put, put together good performances going forward for the rest. Now, I think that's quite possibly the biggest circle I've ever seen singing a song. It kind of says something about this club, though. Seems like you really are side by side. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah, and I think you know, coming into it, you hear about you're playing for Collingwood and um, the biggest sporting club in Australia, and and with that is a little bit of pressure, but with that is also a, you know a massive community. And um, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if, if I said that you know the fact that we lost our first three didn't hurt us. And and you know, some people were were you know asking questions as to why, what's going on. But that, you know, the, the circle we had there, we had Eddie there, we had you know family in here as well because. You know we're, we're working, we're working super, super hard, and um, we just wanted to make sure that we got the win for, for all these people and, and for the Collingwood community, but also for ourselves as well. Um, you really kind of clicked into gear in that third quarter. You know, scored some successive goals. Last quarter they kind of came back at you, but you, you slowed the game down. Is that, is that how you saw it? 
Yeah, there was a, quite a breeze out there. There's probably a three to four goal breeze down down to one end, and we knew that when we were kicking into it, we'd have to try and slow the play down. Um, you know, there were going to be a, a high number of stoppages, um, so we had to put our head over it when we needed to, and, um, and and just create that stoppage reset, go again, and then obviously with the wind in the third quarter, we wanted to roll with it. Um, there's no point playing conservative footy yeah. to, to try and you know save a game, particularly when both both teams had only scored I don't know, I think one or two goals at that stage. So we wanted to put our foot on the pedal. It's been, you know, I keep talking about a four-quarter effort. That's been a big focus of ours. So when we had the win, we wanted to maximise. Now, you came up against some familiar faces tonight um, in Emma Carney and Ellie Blackburn. Did you um, kind of have a bit of a word to the coach this week about, about their games? Um, you know... <laughs> To be honest, I think the media is doing a very good job of, of letting everyone in the country know, you know, the, what what quality players they really are, and, and you know, and probably everyone in, in this team has come up against them in the past, and um, I do have the, the privilege of playing alongside them at, at Clubland, and and we know how damaging they are. Um, meters gained in particular, they both like to run; they can both kick it almost 50 meters. Um, so a lot, uh, there's a lot of respect from this group towards those players and it and everyone else out there. Um, but we just wanted to make sure that we tried to hold them up as best we can, um, but also make sure that when we had the chance to, to counter-attack that we also do that. So the mids did a really good job this week and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go back and review and see, you know, tick off what we did right and what we did wrong and hopefully we can take that into next week. Well, c congratulations and good luck for next week. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, so unfortunately, um, just before half-time, something really distressing happened in um, Kate Sheehan you know, uh, was coming on for her debut game and um, got the ball and turned awkwardly and unfortunately she's done her ACL and is out for the season. Um, we interviewed Kate <coughs> uh, before the season started and uh, her excitement for finally getting a chance to play football was really palpable so it's really horrible to see it kind of turn out this way. I do know, you know, the silver lining is she's been a part of a pre-season and a team and a, you can tell just that she feels um, so much a part of that team and I think that it, she's come across from, you know, tennis coaching. It's an individual pursuit that she's, you know, got to experience part of that, part of what it is to be a footy player but not, not the full journey, um, you know, which is really a shame and she was obviously very distressed on the night but, um, you know, we've seen a few social media posts from her being positive about it. Mm. Um, so we wish her all the best in her recovery. Um, you know, no one likes to see someone no. like Kate, who's always got a smile on her face, you know, something like that happened to them. So, um, yeah, good luck, Kate. We hope um, everything goes as well as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like I was at the game and it, it was one of those moments, you know, she's – the knee's just gone out from under her and the collective breath of everyone in the stadium just left them and you just mm. you just knew straight away and the anguish on her face. But um, but like you said, she's done a football pre-season at the highest level. Um, she's part of a team and, you know, she's still got to sing the song. Mm. You know, and that, you know, when I played my first game here for the Falcons and we won, mm. that, was, that, that was my most satisfying moment. Yeah. That's when you get put your arm around your teammates and sing the song together and it's it's a special moment and no one can take that from her. No. And it's something I, I don't think um people who haven't played a big team sport like football um really know how it feels. They're mm. special. So I hope um Kate's made some special memories, even though there's some bad ones in there. Yep. Um yeah. So good luck to you, Kate. So the final game of the round was on Sunday evening, Fremantle took on Ladder Leader. Adelaide, 
Adelaide got home by 23 points. And they didn't kick accurately either. It was uh, mm. 6-10-46 to 3-5-23. Uh, what did you make of that game, JC? Well, last week when we were previewing this game, I my memory came back to me that we had watched these two teams play a practice match. Mm. Um, in Darwin, where Freer were dominant and oh, um, absolutely. looked quite formidable and Adelaide looked a bit messy. Um, I think Sarah Perkins kicked like four points that game. Yeah, she did. Anyway, like two different teams on mm. Sunday. Mm. Adelaide, um, again, we're seeing the teams that do well on game day are the ones that distribute responsibility around the ground. They had lots of contributors. Sarah Perkins, again, she kicked a goal, but she put on nine tackles. That's how you endear yourself to your teammates and how you yep. um, make an impact and how you create opportunities for your teammates is by pressuring, putting that forward line pressure on your position. Yeah, Fremantle, you know, they've got some really classy players there and Cara Donnell and Ebony Antonio, Hooker, they all got 20 possessions each. Filicama got 18 possessions. But Mm. um, they've got a lot of players who are younger, more inexperienced and and you could just tell, you know, there were times where, you know, it was obviously a must-win game for them and um, there were lots of pressure skill errors, you know, at not being able to take a mark when you're you're when you're in the clear, you know, dropping through your fingers, and and that happens when you are you're already thinking about what you need to do with the ball. Yeah. Um. And we've spoken before in the past about how more experienced, uh, classier players um have more time. They look like they have more time, and mm. when you're under the pump and when you're inexperienced, you you feel like you don't have any time at all. So that's how those things happen. The ball th- goes through your fingers when you should mark it. You don't keep your feet. Um, there was there was a bit of that from Fremantle, and so it was. I felt like they were kind of coach killers, you know, because there were times when they got the ball, and you felt like they were out, and then a skill error just yeah. turned the ball over, and Adelaide just absolutely pounced. So, yeah, Fremantle. I think they've got a lot of work to do. They've obviously been hurt by a few of their injuries, taking some of their classier players yeah. out. Kiara Bowers, Tia Haynes. Um, yeah, so. Those are my those are my thoughts. Mm. What do you think? Well, gee, I th- I thought they started really well. They really threw everything yeah, at yeah, yeah. Adelaide to start with. But I think yeah, once kind of Adelaide kind of clicked into gear, they didn't have they didn't have an answer. Frio. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there was quite a bit of feeling in that game though. There was a few push and shoves, and at one point Kelly Gibson seemed to be quite irate by something that maybe had been said or yeah, she was um she. W- she was aggro. She was really aggro. Mm. Yeah, she was. I just I wonder if there's there was a little bit of feeling about the WA girls coming home. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Kelly and Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, well, mm. they could have – Fremantle could definitely have done with them being in purple. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so look, it's, it's a shame for Fremantle because they're really kind of out of it now. But it it has meant that this round there is a tantalising game on with Adelaide and Brisbane oh, both being let's, unbeaten. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, sorry, we, sorry, that's sorry. Sh- <laughs> Just calm. <laughs> Breathe. Look, one positive um, I'd like to mention is Chewett from Fremantle. In that yeah. practice game, she was outstanding. And again, she was putting a lot of pressure on um, Adelaide and mm. laid six tackles. And yeah, really, I'm talking a lot about tackles, but... They're important. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I felt like she probably played her best game of the season. Um, 
Look, it'll be interesting to see going forward if now that kind of, I guess, Fremantle are basically statistically out of it, mm. whether the pressure's off them and they st- it starts to come together a bit more. I really felt, you know, on Sunday that there were just so many, if it was tennis, there were unforced errors. Mm. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, it was a must-win game and they would have known that. So, yeah, look, I hope that, you know, the pressure's off and they can use these next three rounds to really start to build something. It's a long (laughs) off-season before they get together again. But I think, you know, a lot of these girls are – well, we don't really know how the next draft is going to go, but there might be girls who are delisted and new girls that are drafted in. So this is kind of an opportunity for some girls to really show what what they've got. Yeah. I think, and, yeah. yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, there's one positive I think that that Fremantle and WA can can draw from this experience is you know yes we you know we spoke about the talent that was taken out of WA and um, they had to replace that with local talent. But the upside is that local talent has had an elite preseason mm. with an AFL club and they will go back to their local clubs yeah. and that 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 information and that experience filters yeah. out. Yeah. So there are perhaps more girls getting that experience than if all the marquee players had have stayed. Yeah, that's right. That knowledge is being distributed more so. Yeah. Yeah, so look, that's the silver lining definitely. Um, so I hope, yeah, Fremantle start to show some of that um, promise that we saw in that practice match mm. in the last few rounds. Yeah, so they really were They really were impressive in that practice mm, match. Yeah, maybe it's Darwin. So... Round five. It's we're over uh, this is this oh is God. we're over halfway. This oh is actually God. really upsetting. What do I do with what, things? What do we do after that? Mm. So, f- um, round five begins on Friday twilight at mm. five o'clock. So remember to get home from work early and tune in yeah. to GWS v Melbourne yeah. at Blacktown. Who do you think is going to win that one? Well, I think Melbourne are hitting their stride. Mm, but we um, don't tip, though. So no, we don't tip. But, mm. um, you know, as I've said every week, I want GWS to be improving every week and I, I want them to be getting on the – getting some points. But, um, yeah, Melbourne just – they've got to win every game now. Yeah, they do. The, um, grand final, they've got some very competitive girls in that team who I'm sure have been thinking about uh, – winning a premiership for a long time in an AFL jumper. Yes. So they will not let go of that game very easily. Saturday morning at back at Icon Park. Oh. It's very handy for me. <laughs> Carlton take on the Western Bulldogs. Mm. Carlton started like a rocket. Yep. Lost two c- close games the yep. last two weeks. And the Doggies, we've, we've spoken a lot about the Doggies, but... Um, What's, uh, what are you thinking for this one? I think this is going to be really even. You know, both teams are uh, – Carlton, you know, probably a statistically have a slight better chance of making the grand final, but Western Bulldogs are possibly out of it. But they're both wanting wins. Um, mm. We'll see whether some of those big names make it back into the team. You know, Bree Davey, Astro, Katie Brennan, a few others. Um we forgot to mention it, JC. Oh, oh my goodness. How did we... Oh, my Lord. Number one fan, Meg McDonald, just made her debut. 
Oh, how could we forget? Uh, I think... I don't know, but I sure did have to remember to take off my Meg McDonald badge before I went into the <laughs> Collingwood rooms. Oh, <laughs> uh, Meg. Look, she took some lovely contestant marks. There is a goal that Ellie Blackburn yes. kicks yes. that, in my mind, is a Meg McDonald goal assist because she comes out like a stream, steam train for the lead. Ellie roves the ball, but Meg pushes her opponent into the other Collingwood opponent frees up Ellie to run in undisturbed to her goal. And that is what good teammates do. They yes. block Shepherd tackle. Well yes. done, Meg. I put that Great down. to see you out there. I put that down as a Meg Mac goal in my record. Yeah. So if Meg plays, I'm tipping with some Bulldogs. <laughs> if she doesn't play, we're the baggage. We're off them. <laughs> so Saturday afternoon, Fremantle take on Collingwood. Any thoughts oh, of that three one? Three games on a Saturday. Who does this? Don't you know that I have nothing to do on a Sunday? <laughs> um, <laughs> what are my thoughts? Um, yeah, well, Collingwood will be full of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to come together for them. We talked before about how they've got a lot of good players and we're just waiting for it to click. Um, they, I reckon they take a lot of confidence over to Fremantle, knowing that Fremantle are not at their peak. Um, yeah, and it's Fremantle's chance to – they've got a second game – um, in a row at home, they haven't had to travel to. They've got nothing to lose now, really, in terms of um, you know they're they're out of contention for the grand final, so they can just leave it all out on the park, as I would say. Yeah, I think I have a a sneaking suspicion that Collingwood are going to kick a really high score. Really? Yeah, because we talk a lot at local footy level about. Some players are confidence players. And maybe there's a few players at Collingwood that are confidence players. And they've got a bit of confidence. They're playing a team who is um, a bit wounded. And I reckon they're just going to go for it. Mm. And I'm not... I don't mean, um, you know, that Mo Hope's going to kick a bag. I mean the rest of them. Uh, so that's my not tip tip. Mm. And if it's incorrect, can you please remove this podcast from iTunes, edit this out, and <laughs> put it back up? Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, then on Saturday night. Oh, Super Saturday. Super Saturday. Sad Sunday. Match of the season. Oh. Two undefeated teams. Adelaide take on Brisbane at Norwood Oval. Oh, lock up your daughters. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be oh, It's a cracker A rip snorter mm. Good lord How exciting how, You know Looking at the fixture When we first got this fixture However many moons ago And we were putting it all In our little calendars And you put this game down Did you really think That game <laughs> I'm just going to be On the edge of my seat Oh I just want to see All these players Go in for yes. it, like it's oh, but yeah. just like the matchups. Yeah, who's going to take Harris and Frederick Traub? Mm. Who's going to go toe to toe with Aaron Phillips and Chelsea Randall? Yeah, uh, you know, it's just I can't wait. No, I can't wait either. It'll be interesting to see how um, Brisbane cope with uh, Metcalf, the ruck from Adelaide. She's been really mm. great. Um, yep. We haven't really spoken about her, you know. Gets her hands on the ball. She's aggressive. She, you know, when you have a ruck that not only, do, you know, takes the, 
that taps but then is on the ground um, throwing her body around and putting a lot of pressure on the mids, you know, that's that's really important. So, you know, they could kind of win it out of the midfield if, if um, Brisbane don't do something about her. Mm. Um, yeah, but look, this is going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. And look, that Aaron Phillips, what a joke. Like, <laughs> you're not allowed to be so good at so many things, all right? Share some around. <laughs> no, but she's, look, the smoky for the... Women's best and fairest. Oh, I don't know if she's a smoky Even a smoky, anymore. wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a full, full in flame. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> Favourite for the best and fairest. She just impresses every week. And, and look, that's the other thing about that Adelaide um, Fremantle practice match is she didn't play. That's true. She didn't play. Mm. Yes. So she's she's brought a lot to the team. She's great to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she does the old Joel Selwoods with those higher, yeah. getting those high tackles. But you know what? It's in the rules. You do it. If yep. the opposition is stupid enough to let you do it, well, they've yep. got to learn. So I know some coaches would find that frustrating, but it's working. And yeah, you work within the rules and you get rewarded. So, oh, maybe we need to live tweet that <laughs> 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 that game. I hope it's, I hope it's a cracker. I hope yeah. it's a cracker because look, if these two teams face off again in a few weeks in the grand final, it'll it's the anticipation. It's just going to be amazing if yeah. we've had such an amazing, you know, a great tight contested game this week. So, but it's just it's just so interesting for how the rest of the season plays out because presumably one of them's got to lose. Mm, yeah, yeah, and this gives Melbourne a chance. And then if Melbourne keep winning, mm. brings them back in. Yeah. Then they play Adelaide in yeah. Darwin. Yeah. Which is a tough ask. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's got there's just so much to it. This yeah. is this is exciting. Like a top two finish is mm. actually it's really exciting. Yeah, it ad- it adds a whole lot of drama to what is already pretty dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um one thing that Melbourne need to work on is their percentages yeah. um, you know, much lower than Adelaide. So if they're gonna pip them, they've got to work on that. And perhaps that might be a focus yes. this week. But actually, and it, going back to what I asked Melissa Hickey in that interview, mm. it's kind of like a perfect scenario because it was a get-out-of-jail win, but mm. they still won. But the learning that they can get from it for a young group is, is mm. really important. Yeah. So, look, another amazing week of footy. And then well, there's only two rounds left. <laughs> oh, shh. Um, but Brisbane are, are quite lucky because uh, there was a, a bit of tribunal action this mm. week. Megan Hunt and Caitlin Ashmore um, just received reprimands. Uh, Emma Carney from the Western Bulldogs all re- also received the reprimand. So they look it would they would have been up against it without Hunt and Ashmore. Mm, yeah. So a lucky escape there. Mm. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts that you kind of been thinking about this round about this round or just about how you know we're we're really into the meat and potatoes now you know we've had a few rounds to think about what's working and what's not and looking forward what we'd change um well i I do love that two teams that we didn't expect to be Mm. undefeated are undefeated yeah i think that's great and from the get-go this is a national comp. Mm, this yeah, isn't, yeah. you know, like this is this is a true national competition yeah. and a team from Adelaide and a team from Brisbane are on top of the ladder 
and yeah. we're just going to have to suck it up and get used to it. Yeah. The other thing that I love is that there's a lot of people that really underrated Melbourne and mm. I am proud to say that I was not one of them, but I'm just <laughs> loving, I'm loving their style of play. Yeah. And I just think when you have a core group of players that have played a lot of footy together, mm. leading a group of youngsters, it's just a great combination. I, I yeah. just, I really hope they can keep it going. Yeah, and I think it's the caliber of youngsters that they've picked as oh, well. They've absolutely. obviously um, picked a you know a suite of eighteen and nineteen year olds who are just hungry to learn. And mm. you know, I, I know Lily Mithen has been on the record saying that she wanted to train at the feet of Daisy Pierce, and and lots of young people that are you know uh, the best player at their club don't necessarily want that. They want to keep being the best player, you know, big fish, small pond type thing. So they've obviously picked girls that were happy to, you know, suddenly you're not the best player on the field by a long shot now, but you are playing with that person and you can learn so much from them. And it's really going to accelerate those girls' footy education. Mm. Oh, um, 100%. You know, that that might have taken three, four, five years in you know a different footy environment mm. so uh, i think another girl that we haven't spoken a lot about in that melbourne team is Catherine smith mm. and she yeah, is yeah. only 19 a former vic metro captain she is just how reliable is she mm, yeah she is yeah. just one of the most solid defenders yeah. in aflw currently i think yeah and she's 19 going on 28 <laughs> like she is yeah just a smart footballer reads the play uses the ball efficiently mm. Yeah, she's she's another one. Yeah, there's a lot to like in the Melbourne team, and it it, it puts that Brisbane that first that round one Brisbane game into a funny light now that we know more about both those teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and if they rematch in the grand final, it might be very different. Yeah, if you know things go Melbourne's way over the next few weeks. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hopefully, no lightning. No. <laughs> Just. Metaphorical lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Just Cat Phillips lightning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think also, Elise O'Day, in your one of your coaching tips about getting hands-free, mm. Elise O'Day made that into an art form, I think, on Saturday morning. <laughs> she <laughs> she did say we saw her on um, Sunday. Yes. And um, she did say she does listen to the podcast, mm. so maybe um, – Maybe she was like, well, i got to give those girls something to talk about. Yeah. Because they just <laughs> rabbit on. <laughs> <laughs> so something that um, came out, I think, this week was a delightful ad by a bank that is sponsoring the oh. um, AFLW yes. where um, a little Oz kicker is in her Melbourne get-up mm. and she uh, gets to participate in a game with uh, some – Demons and GWS players. And it's just, oh, warms the cockles. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. And there's lots of stuff coming out of social media that all the clubs are doing that are just great um, snippets and just really capturing just the feels. The feels that so many women and lots of men I know are having about AFLW, about girls just finally getting the opportunity to play the sport that they love and you know we just have all these fantastic role models of the aflw girls out there that are you know showing off their skills and their you know their athletic strong um bodies as well as their kind of great well-rounded personalities because lots of them have jobs so they can you know string a sentence together (laughs) um but it did uh 
throw up a um, little thing I saw was you remember the Auskick NAB ad from last year where the little players were, um, you know, there was a Max Gorn and there was yeah, a Lance yeah. Franklin. If this occurred for AFL Women's, who do you want to see uh, with their mini version? Oh. Clearly Mo Hope's got to be there. Yeah. Oh, easily. So it's like one from each team. One from each team. Perko. Oh, in, f- in front of Chelsea Randall and Aaron Phillips. No, you, you, you said Perko. <laughs> I can see it from the look in your eyes. Okay, Perko, yep. She's she's the cult hero of yeah. AFLW. Mm, yeah, fair enough. So so what do we got? We got Mo, we got Perko. Sorry, everyone else at Collingwood, you've been stitched up. Brisbane, who, who are you going for? Sabs. Oh, Sabs, all right. Um, GWS? Phoebes. Phoebes, yeah, I want Phoebes. <laughs> she's been really, yeah, she's contributed. And they'd sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> Freo? Freo. Oh. Well, I kind of want Kirby Bentley. She yeah. played a really good game on the weekend. Oh, she did. She's, um, a, she's a gun. But maybe she and Cara can have a fight about it. Yep. Um, so, at Melbourne? You'd have to say Daisy, but maybe Lily Mithin could just be in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lily. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joking, not joking. Um, or, a, or a mini hickey. Yeah, with just uh, one of those. Like in uh, a strong suit. A strong suit, like um, George Michael wears on um, <laughs> Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carlton Darcy. Yeah, well, uh, Darcy slash Gab Pound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who knows? And Western Bulldogs. Well, I would say Meg Mac. Oh, you say <laughs> Meg Mac. But I'm thinking Hannah Scott. KB's got the ribbon. Mm, Does she, she still wear the ribbon? No, she doesn't wear the ribbon anymore. <gasps> oh, sorry, KB. I didn't realise. So 2015. <laughs> well, maybe she needs to bring – you need to bring it back for the last few rounds so if this ad happens, you're in. Um, yeah, Hannah Scott, okay. Um, well, I really hope that that gets made. Yes. Yeah. If not for this year, but for next year. Yeah. You've got a whole year back mm. to mm. do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's – look, I said really – I think it was after round one that, you know, I've been waiting my whole life for just these positive images of women and oh. I'm just being bombarded by them. I know. And sometimes they're moving images oh. with narrative with and vi- everything. Video and emotional music. and Yeah. You know. I Actually, I know we've been banging on about Melbourne a bit, but they're doing this really cool thing. They've partnered up with one of, the, one of their sponsors, I Select, and they're producing a video each week mm. and it matches what's on their banner mm. the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just awesome. You should jump on Melbourne's Facebook page and mm. check them out. Alyssa Mipsed and Elise O'Day are this week's mm. video. And it's just, oh, so they're so good. Yeah, they are good. Straight in the feels. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to feel starved once this season's over. Yeah. I'm going to start having to make some more Falcons videos. <laughs> <laughs> from Just to inspire from May, for the yeah. next six months. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. A mm. uh, little shout out to one of our very keen fans on Twitter, Dan Faulkner. Mm. We're probably going to mess with you again and release it at exactly the same time as the Outer Sanctum. <laughs> We're sorry about that. Yeah. 
but we know that you love us more, so you'll listen to us first. Mm. We can tell. We can tell. We've got spies. We do. Um, I just want to say, look, there's only three rounds left. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people just by the by who are like, oh, I'm going to get along to a game. But you've only got three rounds left. Yes. So vote with your feet. Um, oh, get along to a game. Yeah. Watch it on telly. Listen to it on the radio if they you know, are broadcasting the game you're interested in. Um, because it's going to be, you know, a long, a long winter. Um, but for those of you who, um, have caught the women's footy bug, there are women's teams and women's football clubs everywhere, everywhere. And if you want to get involved, get on Google, find your local club or just find a club that you think is doing good things and show up. Even if you don't want to play, um, if you've got time on your hands, volunteer time, um, you know, where as I guess a community uh, industry, we're experiencing an explosion of growth um, and we need more hands on deck. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'd encourage you if this has really inspired something inside you to not just be um, a, a viewer, to, to participate in it. Um, yeah, so do that. Well, I have to say for my own personal perspective, joining the Falcons as a player and also just you know as a committee member and just being involved with the club it is hands down one of the best things I've ever done mm. and I just I, it, I love it and I recommend it if you're ever thinking about it don't be like me I was probably it took me 10 years to actually get over my shyness <laughs> <laughs> and and take up the sport that I loved but um yeah just do it yeah, just do it. And I'm um, the same. Um, the best thing I ever did was show up at a Falcons training session uh, uh, um, and this club and my experiences of here, uh, here have changed my life. And um, mm. and um, apart from maybe having my son will probably be my best memories. <laughs> Don't tell anyone who's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Do it. Just do it. I hope that um, yeah. Don't don't just sit on your um, wishful thinking for a while. Now's the time. And um, uh, yeah, there are lots of clubs that um, crying out for more players and help. And um, you know, mm. it's it's a great way to be a part of your community and get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we'll wind it up once again. We're loving the reviews that we're getting on iTunes so jump on there and give us a review or a rating don't forget to subscribe and you can also follow us on social media at This Life and we'll see you next time okay bye